Welcome back to class, everybody. Back to this weebology world. <laughs> I am one of the hosts, Ethan. And I am the other finally mobile host again, Ricky. Yeah, you uh, you haven't had a car for a while. I haven't. For it's a bit of, of an inconvenience. For lack of a better term, it's uh, the old one's, you know, dead. <laughs> In <laughs> Without, car heaven. Yes, but now... I have a new car. I came over to the lab with it, and without knowing he would do so, he jumped in the back of the car and screamed, sweet ride, dude, and I was like, whoa. Which is weird, because it's a Ferrari, so there's no back, right? I know. He like jumped into the trunk and then peeked out. Which is out. the engine bay. Right, which is so weird that you fit in there. Yeah, you I don't know, know, right? I don't know how you did it, but you peeked out of the back, and you're just like, whoa, yeah, sick I, I ride, guess, dude. You know, all that being said, we just really want to thank you patrons. Um, It really is what got me my down payment <laughs> and will pay going forward, you know? Yeah. Uh, you know, I know we were we're working on the whole merch situation, but your boys need a ride. He, he needs some wheels. A Ferrari. He needed one. He needs his wheels, you know, and I had to get to the lab ASAP. Now I can get here in three minutes flat. <laughs> and he lives 400 miles away. Three uh, minutes, I said. Yeah. So against the law. So awful. He bought a Hyperloop. I did. I bought a Hyperloop <laughs> and put a Ferrari in it. Uh, of course. And I built it right up to the lab. It's now the, the lab do this. has a Hyperloop. So I can get here ASAP. Seems only right and just. I mean, Ethan's just like, I'm feeling like, you know, got a wild hair up my ass today. Let's record some shit. I'll be there in literally three minutes from, <laughs> from statewide away. He actually lives in Japan now. Yeah. But the Hyperloop goes under the water. It goes it, under the land. <laughs> it goes under everything. It's in the magma. It goes under the earth. Yeah. To the mantle. No it one owns, kisses upon the core every now and then. No one owns shit under the crust. Yeah. Everyone knows that. It's free real estate. It's free real estate, baby. <laughs> yeah. We're building hyperloops on it. Of course. <laughs> Can you tell we have nothing to talk about? <laughs> no, I'm just like, uh, like cards on the table. Very amped on coffee today. I think so as well. I had more caffeine than I normally do. And we've talked about in the sidebar how I have probably, arguably, a not okay caffeine addiction. So to have more than my usual is already probably bad for my heart, my liver, my kidneys, my duodenum, and everything in between. Well, it's it depends bad. on which caffeine you like ingested. You got me on the, the pills, the little capsules now. Oh, really? Yeah. That's all I'm taking. You've now. taken my advice. I have, and my goodness, those things are not. Yeah, they fucking kick. They kick. They're huge, and I'm just like, okay, yeah. You know, it's not that bad though, because you drink water with it. Yeah. Yeah. Right. Yeah. I hope you do. I just neck it. Just down uh, it. Oh no. Down it, down it dry. Down the gullet. I don't got it near my bed. I need it first thing when I wake up. Okay, that's. Literally, <laughs> I don't think you're getting the. Uh, I get my forty winks on wink forty one. Give me the tablets. Give okay. me the capsules. Wow, and I just um, neck them dry. I feel like I might have ruined your life. I don't know. You may have. Let me let me hit you in a couple weeks, and I'm racing through topics. <laughs> I'll actually get the the ending <laughs> plugs down to like fifteen seconds for. I'm all down of them. with that. Are you? Yeah, it's fine then. Yeah, keep. Keep slamming the pills. <laughs> if it helps me, what do I care? Yeah, if it helps the pod plug <clears throat> faster, yeah, yeah. it will be okay. Uh, but yeah, we uh, definitely hit the lab a little bit light in terms of what the fuck we're going to talk about for the next two weeks because we're doing a double sesh. And we I walk into the lab and we're like, what are we going to talk about? <laughs> what do we do here? Yeah, I mean, 
I mean, I'm writing a couple essays here, like as per fucking usual, to be honest. But I just was like, so not in the mood to think about what we're going to talk about. So <laughs> it was kind of like a situation where I'm like, dude, we'll figure it out. I we'll promise. figure it out on the fly. It'll be all right. So for the next two weeks, it's going to get riffy. It's going to be loose. Real it's loose. also the first time in a couple weeks where we've just been the two of us. It has been that's just true. your profs in just, your earballs. Just your profs. I mean, like I said, we have a thick and have had a very thick guest list, literally spanning the globe. And at this point, yeah. At this point, yeah. So we brought we thought we'd bring it back. You know, real casual, real cozy. Training outside, it's a good I'm gonna grab the blanket real quick. <laughs> Fair enough. We do have like a couple uh more set up for like the rest of the this month. And then, you know, I got to get back on the old email grindstone and try to try to set up more collabs. Yeah, if that one wide net the first time in 2021 set all this off, then, yeah, let's go wide. Get it wide. Yeah, know? and, like, we just got a, a, an email from a fan, which was great, who suggested more people for us to collab with. So if you do have other podcasts and stuff like that you want us to collab with, let us know in, in the email. That'd be nice because that really kind of gives us an, an in for cross collaborations. If you have podcasts you'd in like. In a direction. Yeah, right. Exactly. So if you have a podcast, like, I think you guys would vibe that. It's almost like an avenue I never considered until that fan emailed us. Right. I never thought in my mind, like, oh, we can use them. I've considered this. I, I know you have. Okay. I know you have. But for <laughs> Just me, so you know, for me. <laughs> I, I didn't consider the idea of someone saying, hey, I like your vibe. It's similar to this other one I really like. Let, like, can you guys try to get together? And that like that's amazing because then we can turn right to them and say like, hey, one of your fans told us we would vibe. And do you, do you want to vibe? Do you want to vibe real quick? And, you know, hopefully that like. I'm probably oh. not going to start the email with, hey, do you want to vibe? <laughs> yeah, I think. But, uh, so to other podcasts out there, if you get one yeah. from us, this is, hey, you want to vibe. That's because a fan said, you yeah, know, we should vibe. Yeah, yeah, real quick. Yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> it's it's grassroots, baby. That's all it is. I mean, that's the only way to do this. Speaking of doing this, what's this? We, uh, as much as we said, we don't know what the fuck we're talking about. We do have an idea of what we're talking about today <laughs> on this episode. Next episode might be a little bit down the barrel. Now we're fine. Now we're fine. This one, <laughs> this one, we have enough juice to squeeze out of this episode. So, over the last, I would say, shit. I mean eight, ten episodes. We've alluded to a show that we have been watching. It's been the talk of the town uh, since we did our winter 2021 predictions. And uh, we kind of knew this was coming. This is a lot of hype around the show. Mm -hmm, um, mm -hmm. But if you have been listening to us for the last couple of weeks or several weeks even before that, you can kind of get that we're a little bit, you know, reserved. We, we are boys of the space. This show is a genre of, and we're kind of, we have our reservations. Those may be alleviating themselves as the second part of that first season continues into winter 2021. But I mean, spit it out. Jesus Christ. I'm giving, them a, I'm giving them a little bit of like, you know, teasing. I know. Today we are talking about that Shonen Jump talk of the town for the last two seasons now. <laughs> Jujutsu Kaisen. Yeah. We're doing it. We're finally doing it. We're doing a little early than the end of the first season proper. But I think. Now is a better time than any to talk about it. It's in the mind's eye of every anime fan that likes a good fight. You know, they yeah, love this show. A good, a good little scuffle. I know, and it's a soul scuffle. And I know some would say, I, I would say, yeah, I would yeah. say that as well. So this scuffle starts because everyone and their grandma on the internet or otherwise are so 
unbelievably hype about this show. Did you have the same hype going into it from day one, from conception? Um, I was confident it would be good. I mean, yeah, I haven't heard of anyone that was said like it was bad from a um, manga standpoint. Right, right. Of course, I'm always reserved when it comes to like uh, a manga that receives a lot of acclaim that goes to anime. You especially, never really know, especially a Shonen Jump that slaps on the rankings. Right. right, it's it was up there with like Chainsaw Man or Chainsaw Man or whatever the fuck his name yeah, is. Yeah, yeah. It's up there with that. So everyone is hype about this one, and it got its adaptation by I want to say, dare I say, Mappa? <laughs> I think it is Mappa. Is it really? Okay, pretty sure. Man, again with the slappers, they ain't quitting in 2021. They really did us did us good in 2020, but they ain't letting up. We'll get the facts on uh, that real quick. Just so you guys know, do not search just JJK as a Google. It is. Is that? Do I have to blur that on camera? No, it's just not helpful. <laughs> it's just. It's just not helpful. But yeah. So again, if you aren't watching this show, which if you're a Shonen fan, I'm actually shocked you aren't. But if you're not, and you need a little bit of a uh, push, inspiration, ten thousand feet, while Ethan looks up the studio, we have something. Mappa. Mappa? Mappa. Mappa. Mappa's out here doing it again. Nappa. Nappa. Look at him. I'm a, a Saiyan. It's a Pokemon. <laughs> <laughs> oh, Team Four Star, how I miss you so much. Same. Um, but yeah, Jujutsu Kaisen. 10,000 feet. You have demons. You have individuals with special powers that use similar energy to fight said demons. Very, you know, shonen-esque, you know, demon fighters and demons that are being fought, all things considered. And you have a boy, our main character, our typical MC pro tag, I would say, Yuji, who uh, gets kind of caught up in quite the quite the tizzy of uh, demon and demon sorcerer combat fight situation, which he uh, kind of had no business being in in the first place. He just kind of rushed in because he's our main character pro tag of any shonen yeah so him and his friends were in this like occult club essentially that is so right i totally forgot it's yeah been, it's felt so long since it I really stopped. has yeah right like i honestly feel like this season um or this show specifically feels like it's spanned multi-years at this point at well actually at this point it has yeah but like a full 365 <laughs> like a full 365 plus i feel you it really it honestly i could barely remember the first couple episodes and i'd want to talk about that later but they were in an occult club yeah yeah yeah. and they're basically they accidentally unleash a like special grade um curse upon their school special grade we find out later is a pretty beefy curse insanely beefy curse, unreal beefy so they unleash this shit and the school is just gone to shit when they release that yeah, and Yuji um, is an interesting person because he he naturally is just like insanely physically gifted. Gave me gone f- gone freeze, uh, except more. Vibes. Yeah, this guy way literally, more. Yeah, he like destroys a world record in the very first episode. Right. Uh, it was like over Olympic record shot, but he just like fucking launches this shot to the world. Before we go any further, he are- puts that shot. <laughs> Gonzo, Gonzo, that thing is like Midoriya using like exactly. Like, he like look, he literally Delaware smashes that sucker without one for all. I mean, I was like, okay, is this gonna be My Hero Academia or something? Like <laughs> without the quirks, he just has super strength. Are you cool with that though? <clears throat> Yuji just having the strength. I th- have I seen it? I- I'm asking you, have you seen enough protagonists where this has become boring? 
all of these. Uh, of course. I mean, I think that, so, you know, I don't know how much we want to go like step by step through this whole thing, but, no, it, it, but I, I think we, we've kind of laid a little bit of a, of a basic here. And then kind of what happens after this is we get introduced to Jujutsu uh, Tech. Yes. Which is a school that specializes in training Jujutsu sorcerers who fight curses with curse power, essentially. Right, right. And Yuji falls ass backwards into this world, essentially, just by being like a good lad. Um, There's like a... He's a good lad. Well, I mean, like... He really is a good... He's a good dude. Yeah, he's a good it dude. It just was kind of like a, a weird fucking way of making him like have this this kind of like ideal... Right, like his grandpa, yeah, right, is is alone and dying in the hospital, and says, "Be a good guy, help people, because you're so, you know, special." You're the you're the best lad. You have to go help people with your strength, right? Really, like you're an absolute fucking mad lad. Go help people, (laughs) and he's like, "Okay, (laughs) yes, grandpappy." I mean, and and uh, it's kind of one of those situations where you'll have a main character who's like physically gifted or whatever. But like shows like no fear whatsoever, and yeah. and this is where like I think I don't know I'm 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 struggling to figure out how we structure this episode to make it make sense. But I want to immediately compare it to other things. And I and honestly, once we get to the pivotal moment of why Yuji is special, from then on, let's compare because this show unabashedly, brazenly is trying to go toe to toe as a seasonal with the greats of Shonen. Like, sure. you can feel that from the rip, right? Yeah. And I think that's coming from a story that is a highly rated Shonen Jump manga. That's not shocking. They're trying to gun for that level because I think there is a ceiling to be crossed, and once crossed, you're etched into Shonen for good, forever. I mean, my hero, I think, has maybe probably already done that, despite kind of getting lackluster lately, but they've done enough for, I think, like, my hero for... Years to come will be like, yeah, that's one of the good shonens. It's one of the great shonens. Yeah, I think, you know, My Hero is just very uh, lighthearted and applicable to a lot of different demographics. Right, So I right. think it's going gonna, it's gonna to be up there no matter what. Also, this the whole superhero thing, I think, is very applicable to, like, anyone that's seen superhero stuff. Shit, anyone who's watched Marvel can relate to that shit. What right? I would consider this more akin to is more like a bleach where it's darker, kind of yeah. like more serious topics being talked about exactly and speaking of serious topics i mean we get to the pivotal moment where by some merit of the fight that yuji falls ass backwards in between a jujutsu sorcerer and the demon he's fighting he consumes and takes in a special grade curse the special grade curse that they had released with the the occult club and we get introduced to up to this point even without a lot of screen presence, my favorite character in this show so far, which is Sukuna, the demon special grade curse that is now inhabited inside of Yuji's body. That right there is the crux of the show, I think, because he is now not only fallen ass backwards into the world, he is now kind of Ryoman a central Sukuna. Sukuna, yeah. He's a pivotal figure because he houses one of the most powerful, and at this moment, maybe the most powerful curse known to that jujutsu world at large. So uh, he has a demon inside of him that he does not want letting out. If he does, he's unhinged, but also godlike powerful. Um, yeah, he was heralded as the undisputed king of 
curses. Undisputed. Fascinating use. During the prime area of sorcery a thousand years ago. <laughs> and sorcerers is, gave their all to defeat him. This is really off the dome. This after is crazy. After his death, yeah, <laughs> after his death, his, cur- uh, his corpse was unable to fully be destroyed and henceforth his remains of 20 fingers preserved in grave wax traversed the ages as cursed objects. Mmm, 20 fingers. Fascinating. Yeah, he's got like a bunch of weird... He has like four eyes and four arms, I guess. That makes all sense. He's got like some weird shit going on. He's got some weird shit going on. But yeah, so, you know, Jujutsu Tech decides to take him in and says, shit, if we, you know, we can't contain him if he goes unhinged, might as well train him up to be a good Jujutsu Sorcerer, right? And uh, that's really kind of your thing. He goes to Jujutsu Tech, he gets involved with uh, dealing with curses at certain grades. It has all the trimmings, right? It has rankings. It has <coughs> power levels. It has, you know, uh, a, a magic or power system that is consistent. You know, it feels tight in that, you know, they outline the source of cursed energy is what they called it. They outline the things you can do with it and they outline kind of its restrictions. You are making contracts. You're making deals with yourself to utilize cursed energy. It has all the trimmings of a really, really potent classic shonen. So, Ethan, I think it's important that we start with why were we hesitant? I mean, we we are on record for saying it's kind of not getting our gander at times. Yeah. What for us, I guess, starting with... I can start, but shit. I mean, why why don't why aren't we not feeling it as much as everyone else? Um, I, I so I did feel it, it was extremely formulaic for the beginning of the show. Sure, right, sure. Like there was really no difference between like a bunch of other shows that we you know in, you know enjoy. Yeah, right. Um, and where you would think, okay, you enjoyed all those shows. Why don't you enjoy this one? I think it's just like a like a, a pacing thing, and like. When something is so reductive that it's like there's really no newness to it, like curse energy, who gives a fuck? Like sure. spirit okay. energy, you know what I mean? Like we've seen it. Yuhaka show, literally, it's that's that's what that is, right? Well, Demonic that, spirit, spiritual energy. I mean, right. I'm gonna compare this to Bleach a lot. We are going to. I mean, that's yeah. kind of this show is begging us to compare because it wants to be compared. I right. think that's what this show is trying to do. It's like, yeah, we're going up against the greats and we know it from day one. So if you are, prepare to be compared. Yeah, and and I think it's 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 kind of a case where it's extremely good looking, and people were allowing that to get oh. o- to overwhelm like how weak the story was for the first half of the first. It season. did for me. Like I was overwhelmed by right, how good right. It was. I, yeah. I think you know there was a lot of hype about it from like literally episode two. And, yeah, and the question I always you know or that always comes to my mind is: Is that because people know the manga is amazing and it's going somewhere? Or is it because this actually has separate merit on its own? And for me, at that point, which was like, I don't know, the first 12 episodes, essentially. I mean, some of them were really, really good. Sure, for sure. But there was nothing really new to me. And I thought this has to be uh, people saying, well, it's going to get really good. You know what I mean? No, no. And and that happens with a lot of uh, Shonen Jump and either other manga that are highly celebrated. I mean, we... who. was it Knox from Project Manga that even said that like he knew what was coming up in Black Clover and he was just hype about it for that reason, right? I imagine if he watched the manga for the first... Sorry, not watched the manga. Wow. 
watched the anime. Which, no by way. the way, last episode, holy fuck. Holy fuck. <laughs> <laughs> so good. But he wa- if you were to watch the first 35 episodes of Black Clover, mm. celebrated for how annoying it literally is, I wonder if he'd be able to power through it more admirably than maybe you or I did. We did, but it was a grind. I wonder if he could grind through it better because he knew where it was going. Yeah, I think, you know, that's kind of like where I come from as far as spoilers go. Like, it doesn't bother me because when I know there's something that I really want to see, it allows me, it propels me through some of the shittier parts of shows. Interesting. Like, so you use spoilers as a hook of the future. Essentially. Like, you know what's coming, so you might as well hit it. Like, like for instance, fairy tale. A lot of people have a lot of like negative things to say about fairy tale, but there's some really insanely cool things that happened that I'm like, you know, had me foaming at the mouth thinking, I can't fucking wait till we get there. You know what's funny? I feel the same way and I'm going to get shit for it. Boruto. But it's not about Boruto or his generation. There are spoilers that I learned about Naruto and Sasuke and the powers they employ later in the series during the arc we just started. And I'm like, fucking yes, I want to see this. So I'm propelled through by knowing those spoilers from the manga. And I blame my timeline of my Google News because it knows I like anime and it'll spoil stuff for me. And I'm like, shit, well, guess I got to watch this all the way through. I think people on Twitter need to realize not everyone reads manga and or even <laughs> even YouTube, right? Like yeah. titles and thumbnails have destroyed me on oh, a lot of Oh, my hero was ruined forever for me. I mean, it's it's, it's like bad. absolutely ridiculous. It's I think bad. it's batshit crazy the thing that you know, you know the things that people will put in their title or they'll be like Asta is a blank. I'm like, "Are you serious, dude?" Yeah. Thank like, you. Thank you for Jesus that. Jesus Christ. Imagine if I actually cared that much about spoilers. Like I'd be like I would stop watching anime altogether probably. You can't at least not go on YouTube anymore. Right. Yeah, right. You just kind of ignore Which I spend like a lot of hours a week on YouTube. I so. spent a bad amount of time on YouTube. It's bad, bad. <laughs> My like screen time the other day said I spent like 35 hours on YouTube last yep, week. That's about right. <laughs> to be fair, like I, I listen to things like rain or whatever to go to sleep. So, but counts, count it. Exactly. YouTube counts I'm, it. I'm hoping it counts. Yeah. But I like what you said about the formulaic aspect of Jujutsu Kaisen from episode one. Because oh, yeah, I, that's what we're talking about. Yeah, I know. <laughs> Oops. You like, you like how I drug it back? It's just so fucking boring. <laughs> the first half was eh. It was eh. But I mean, the formulaic aspect is part of that eh, right? Think Yuji and Ichigo in their first episode uh, call to action, right? They're both in peril. They both have an opportunity to be given a, a way out. Both have orange hair. Both have orangish hair um one whether you're stabbed by rookie to gain sp- like soul reaper powers or you are eating it's a- not really orange it's like a blonde. it's like a it's like a like a strawberry blonde right yeah yeah whether you're stabbed by rukia or you're swallowing a cursed finger they, well? bo- they both are doing something reckless but also you know making the choice to find the way out that they have right it took a amount of uh, uh, foolish bravery essentially to do what they did right the the face of Megami who looked at him like why the fuck did you just eat that yeah and Ruki is shocked face that you're really gonna let me stab you like I know this is gonna be okay for you but you're gonna let me do it anyway there's like that foolhardiness that they kind of hammer you over the head like this character's dumb but he's a good boy like I don't know I don't know 
Well, I mean, and just to continue the comparison, like Ichigo was physically like very, very strong compared to, you know, kids that are 15 years old. Right. Right. I mean, his dad would attack him daily. And if you remember the very first, uh, very first episode, he kicks the shit out of three thugs that knocked over like a little tribute to a little girl. And he just like absolutely destroys those dudes. Slaps them hard. And, you know, not very different from Yusuke, right? He's an absolute thug lord beating the shit out of kids his age. Easy. Yeah. And um, I don't know. I just think like it's definitely an interesting way to, to come at it. Like he wasn't a delinquent. Like like Yusuke looks like a de- delinquent and so does uh, Ichigo. But I'm gonna stop, Yuji I'm gonna... was kind of just like. Yes. Yes. Just like a fucking sports star, essentially. Yeah. A sports star unrealized. He just wanted to learn about the occult what was his reason for being in that club in the first place you just want to be friends you just want to be friends with those those folks yeah so i mean he's a god on sports he's literally an athletic god which i'm reading this and i i honestly can't fucking believe it he he can finish a 50 meter track within three seconds that can't be true that means he can do a hundred meters in six seconds i mean that's what it's saying jeez assuming there's no drop right oh not for him you seen how he fights without cursed energy He's a brick shit house. He's a twiggy brick shit house. Which, okay, maybe I've seen enough anime pro tags and shonen. I think I'm over. All right, I gotta say this. Okay, this is actually insane. I'm getting an ad right now on on my computer. What are you for, doing for a DiGiorno croissant crust? Croissant. And I'm losing my mind thinking about how good a croissant pizza would fucking taste. Do they, do they have a picture? Yeah. Hold on. Uh, okay. Episode pause real quick. We're not actually going to pause. I'm just going to take a peek. Well, it just went away. No! It's literally been sitting here for a while. <laughs> oh, man. All right. Sorry, y'all. I just Damn thought, it. wow, croissant pizza. Whoa. I wouldn't be the first time an episode is interrupted by pizza. Correct. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> it's lore now. <laughs> it is now lore. Pizza can derail an entire episode, which is fine. And why wouldn't it? Why wouldn't it? It's fucking pizza. <laughs> yeah. Um. But yeah, I think maybe that was why people were kind of attracted to Midori as a main character in a shonen in the past, like from the outset, because he was a twerp extraordinary. Like he was straight up grade A USDA choice cut twerp. Like he was very yeah. Peter Parker esque, right? Like yeah, an right, absolute right. nerd loser. Right. Yeah. Gets some random thing happens to him and then becomes strong. Yes. And I think that has a lot of uh, wide-scale appeal, right? Like, of course, yeah. I think Yuji's cool because of how cool he is, but, you know, there's not a lot of chads out there that can even think like, yeah, I'm pretty close to that, you know? Yeah, the amount of the amount of times I've seen a protagonist that even we see it in solo leveling, right? Like, he starts out as an E-grade, but, I mean, he basically, <laughs> yeah, I know... <laughs> I just love that fucking... I just love it, man. Yeah, I just love it. It's so good. But he starts out, the only thing I have going for me, I'm stronger than usual and I heal faster than usual, just from the outset. That alone, I felt the same way from that outset as I did from Yuji's introduction, is that you already baseline are equipped to be a main character, right? I want to see more main characters that have no equipment whatsoever, both internal or external, to be the protag, and yet... They're wrapped up in it. That's wild. I feel like they're very different because he's the weakest in his world 
Like he's already a awakened. Sure. But he's the weakest of the awakened, essentially. Yuji is just a random human that turns out to be like fucking Olympic level of everything. Well, son, he's he's a random hunter. If you look at the pool of people they're involved in, he's just some random schmuck E grade. Like, it's nothing. He's nothing. Like, literally in the group, in the context. Yeah, that's from what I'm the saying. Out, from the he's outset, the worst. he's nothing. Yuji is the best of humanity. R- fair, but he, but like, if you look at all of humanity, him being a hunter already as a main character what does he have that other humans don't oh he's got better strength and better healing that right there is like a golden situation that like better and even naruto a little more strength a little more healing like they're special even among the human populace as a whole i know the reason why soul leveling doesn't feel this as much is because the other hunters exist he's already in a special class yeah, yeah, yeah. of individual but he's the bottom of said class so that's uh, that again appealing maybe why i am so literally full mast for soul leveling so good god damn it reasons so fucking good all right this is this is now a soul level no it's episode. not we already had one of those <laughs> <laughs> go listen to that one go yeah, listen to that one with right. eddie from anime compost how's that fair little, enough little plug but uh <laughs> yeah I, I just found the yuji being like a literal athletic physical god a little unrealistic i know these aren't meant to be real but wasn't exactly compelling right he's already had such a leg up i think it it could it could kind of the only thing i could see it being additive is like as a reason why he ran into the building because he's already knows he's strong and fast right for sure right and so when his grandpa said, help people with your abilities, maybe, you know, that's the only like real impetus for him running in to help his like friends. Right. So like, I guess I'm semi okay with that, but it's not a compelling thing to me. And I don't think it's any different really than, than most other big shonen. Sure. Right. Like Naruto was a dweeb, but he had a lot of fucking chakra, you know? Like, yeah. Right. There, there's just like nothing really special about Ichigo that. wasn't a dweeb. Because he literally had the birthright of every spiritual entity known. <laughs> because he's a god. Because he's an actual god. Um, and Asta, again, bottom of the pecking order. That's why maybe I'm more compelled to Asta now that he stopped fucking screaming. But, you know, go listen to that other episode. I'm just plugging all of our own shit in the backlog. <laughs> I don't got to explain myself. I already did. Go listen to that shit. But Asta, again, compelling. Bottom of the rack in the world he was born in. And is choosing to progress in different ways love that shit so in for that midoriya same way bottom of the rung no quirk gets a special becomes non-twerp becomes badass okay here for it yuji already has such a leg up that it became uncompelling as a main character for me yeah and i think you know early on a lot of the characters we see are not that interesting yeah right i mean obviously we see gojo in episode one right so, right so that's hard to say but he's the most interesting of any of these characters. He's like, you know, that guy that you want to know about. He's the best. But Megami is so like, much. so like, eh, you know yeah. what I mean? Like, I, even to this point in the show, I'm pretty like lukewarm on Megami. Well, I actually am not. I think he has more than he lets on. No shit. But yeah, obviously. <laughs> but all things considered, like, I, I, all the side characters, I'm seeming to like a lot more than Yuji. A lot more. I love all the main character, all the side characters. Well, I think they've given them like actual personalities. Yeah, that's isn't and that Yuji cool? Really doesn't have one. 
as a, as a shown in lucky douchebag as a shonen pro tag do it's kind of the it's kind of the, the flavor you got to give them but this show does excel at giving us characters that feel quite compelling i mean shit knowing what we know now i think episode 16 came out yesterday at time of recording something like that i watched it i don't know sure yeah it's it's the group battle um but panda fucking panda let's talk about panda dude i love panda yeah he's my boy he is a sentient cursed basically uh, are, are we in spoiler town yet we're like 33 minutes in. I think every other character that is around Yuji is cooler than Yuji yeah. so far. We're not going to go into Explore Town quite yet. Quite yet. But yeah. Um, yeah. And I mean, we learn, we learn more about the power system early on. The pacing of revealing what the power system can do and works within, that actually is a shining moment for me of this show. If you're looking for, I know we said initially Curse Energy, who gives a fuck? When they start talking about innate domains and that's the only thing cool about it i think this is like very very reductive the way you use it is what's going to make this cool innate domains essentially is a bankai that's all i'm saying it literally it's, think well, about it's like uh tozen's bankai where he creates that darkness you know bubble or well, or like a devil fruit <laughs> the uh, sure whatever it was open open no me from uh law water law i'm gonna i'm gonna nod my head with yeah, that one yeah you get it yeah i get it totally get it um but but yeah in terms of being a next stage to a given power set but also very uh dependent on the personality of the individual and their spirit and kind of things that are important to them it feels like a bankai I think the best example would be that volcano demon that Gojo fights. Yeah. His, you know, his sheet guy, so to speak, would be, you know, the usage of fire and kind of teleporting fire in different spots and using, you know, uh, fire remote uh, familiars and stuff like that. And then his Bonkai in this show, Innate Domains essentially is using your cursed energy to create a small localized cursed (laughs) yeah you're actually fucking cursed like a a localized environment where the individual that cast it will have a 100 percent guarantee hit of their ultimate techniques like you're in their space now you're in their fucking world deal with it and it's a uh i like that because it adds at least a compelling layer reductive sure but it's it's borrowing from something that already works for me right it already worked. That's the Bankai aspect of the second stage of your power. That works for me. And I'm in for that. Because I want to see everyone's innate domain, right? Yeah, I think I think it's a situation not unlike, well, a little bit unlike what Ichigo kind of dealt with is early in Bleach, you really only know about um, Shikai's really, because that's all that anyone's really using. For sure, yeah. Until the end of the Rukia retrieval arc, they drop a innate domain, so to speak. Sure, yeah. The Zinbonzakura Kageyoshi. Ooh, so good. The problem that I have so far is they showed us innate domains in like episode seven, and it's gonna take like ten billion years for Yuji to get his. So it's if almost ever. like right. they they sh- they kind of blew the load a little early. And I'm, I'm, you know, I love what they're doing with this battle with Kyoto, but I'm, I'm concerned that the pacing is going to be a struggle for me to get through. Of course, I know this is going to be a good show. 
Right. Because everyone has been, like, I think at this point, you can take what manga readers, like, their their suggestions to heart. Because most of these guys have read almost all shonens, or they, they you know what I mean? They know what's going on. Sure, sure. They're, they know when a show is going to smack. We can see what's what. Yeah. Right, yeah. It's just that through the first 12, I mean, there's some stuff near the end with Nanami, you know, another teacher that he kind of joins up with that is really cool and kind of like unique in its own right. Right. Finally. Yeah. <laughs> but Finally. other than that, like the first half boring as shit. And I think it's because Yuji feels like on such an island. Like you don't, he doesn't feel like he really cares about Megumi that much. He doesn't feel like he cares about whatever the girl's name is. Um, and they try to make you feel like he does care, right? Yeah. With what's his face, the emo kid that eventually got fucked by yeah. the Stitch Boy. I don't know, Utah, something like that. It is like that. It's like Utah. Know. I'm gonna call him Utah for now. But yeah, they they really kind of force the narrative of Yuji being a really overly kind dude. Like the whole scene with him, Utah, and Utah's mom. I'm gonna keep using right. Utah. You give me something. That if is right. okay, cool. Um. Him, Yuta, and Yuta's mom, they have this whole scene where he's like super chatty and he's basically giving Yuta, a friendless dude bullied very hard, a friend. And I, I don't know. I, I almost feel as if they didn't have to force that narrative. I, again, comparison-wise, Hunter x Hunter. There are moments where they have real natural feeling moments where Gon is shown to be a overly trusting, kind of happy-go-lucky kid for the majority of the series. But none of those moments felt forced, right? It felt like naturally what Gon would do in those situations. Whereas Yuji is given narratives and moments where it feels so like he already is a happy-go-lucky dude, but they force it narratively to shove it down your throat. Hey, this is what this main character is. And I think that's where the crux of my problem comes in with why I think this show at this moment is good. Maybe arguably good great and i say that with apprehension but it's no shonen obviously no shonen masterpiece but something felt off and i think the thing is i don't think his name is utah so utah is a character that looks very similar to him but i don't think that's actually him no way yeah i did a skim of all the characters prior so maybe i mixed him up with somebody else for sure (laughs) Uh, but it's kind of something we've been dancing around this entire episode about Jujutsu Kaisen in that they showed you the quote unquote Bankai at episode seven. They showed you, they shoved even the narrative of Yuji being the happy go lucky, overly trusting main protagonist show like a shonen protag. They're shoving all of the tropes up front, laying it out very flat. Do I commend them for that of being so transparent about what they're reducing and pulling from? Sure. A little bit, but they are doing too much too quick, right? They're laying it all out there for you. It's kind of what you said. Pacing. That's going to be an issue. His name was Junpei. Junpei. That's it. Yoshina. I liked his story, though. Like, him being a bullied guy and curse energy coming from that. That makes sense. I agree. And I think even this is one of those situations where... They try to make a villain do bad things and make you dislike them, but they did them for good reasons or not good reasons, but like understandable reasons, in my opinion. Sure. Like him trying to fuck with that teacher 
who yeah. like, would constantly make excuses for the yeah. other students and not like stick up for his students. Like, whereas that's obviously bad, but I liked that you saw the progression for the teacher where later he's like, I'm not going to be like, I'm not going to stay silent anymore, essentially. Right, right. They go back and they revisit. And he's like talking to the students saying like, yeah, this was partially my fault. I'm going to make do it better. Yeah. And again, good, good for the good for the fucking teacher. Like, that's- but I think like this is where the show is doing a good job. I would say in normal shonen, you're never going to get that scene where they go back and they show that this guy's learned something from what happened. Because most shonens are so focused on either the individual MC or just that tight core. And they never go outside of that. Right. Jujutsu definitely does expansion outside of just that main Jujutsu tech core. Well, I think it helps that there's only really three of our main guys. Right. Exactly. Yeah. Yeah. So like what I said, I feel as though Jujutsu Kaisen as a story has, like all shonens do, a full deck of tropes, right? To use at certain points in certain ways. I think of Black Clover, who I think are using some of these tropes very uh very tactfully later in the game now like they're doing training arcs very well they're doing stakes very well now they're doing power progression quite interestingly each kingdom as it's alluded to in black clover has a different method for drawing out the most power of their magic and these warriors from clover kingdom are now by sheer merit of the story's progression are going to go to these kingdoms and learn how they operate Jujutsu Kaisen, though, seems like they're playing everything and then they have nothing left in their deck, right? They're playing every single trope so early. Where do they go from here? And if they go somewhere banging, maybe that's what the manga folk are hoping, that they know that they have a whole new deck we haven't even seen, that they have some subversions or something. I would say right? it has to be something like that. Like, I, like I think it's similar to um, Hunter Hunter. Yeah. You watch past the whole exam and everything, and you're like, wow, we've got a great show here. And then they're like, guess what, Nin? Guess like, what, what, bitch? what the fuck? And then guess what, Greed Island? You want a little isekai? They shove the whole fucking isekai yeah. right in the middle of their shonen show, and you're like, what? That's awesome. That's so cool. Uh, yeah, so I mean, they have kind of written themselves into a corner guess to what? either... Nin. Yeah, guess what? Nin. <gasps> <laughs> I just, I'm just like picturing somebody watching on the couch, and then all of a sudden... You know, a little like face comes out. Like, <gasps> I'm just thinking. I'm thinking the Kaiba and the Yu- like the Yugi meme where like Kaiba plays a card and then Yugi plays Nen. Oh, <laughs> oh no, <laughs> that's good. I've lost. But yeah, so I mean, Jujutsu Kaisen wrote themselves in a corner in that they have to innovate or die. Right? Yeah. Like literally, they have no choice but to innovate because they have used all of the reserves in the Shonen tank. They're out. We saw so many tropes be worked on. And I don't know if that's a bad thing for one specific reason, which is Jutsu Kaisen. They seem extremely self-aware. One scene in particular, when Gojo is teaching Yuji about how to use cursed energy. Remember what Yuji said about what technique he'd get? Oh, man, I thought I was going to have like a Rasengan or a Kamehameha or a spirit gun. Yeah. So he's quoting every fucking thing they know they're reducing against. Okay, you cheeky bitch. You think you're going to come at me like I don't already know what you're emulating and then you call out the signature techniques of all the things you're emulating? Fuck you and your cheeky attitude. You better come with something 
horde, horde in season two and onward. I felt like it was pure like comedy play. I didn't necessarily think that they were just like trying to rub it in our face. They may not have been, but as professionals, professors, analytics. Yes. We have to analistes, if you will. I won't. Too bad. You're going to have to because. <laughs> Absolutely an awful way of <laughs> saying that word. Um, I, like I said, I know they meant it comedically, but I find it a little bit interesting that they're so blasé about knowing they're playing on all of these uh, these tropes so quick and so early. This could turn into a real banger move. A show in the outset, in the prologue, runs through all the things that makes its genre great and just reduces it down to like the obvious applications of these things. But then from the moment from that moment they're out of cards and onward, they just bang. They just go. And yeah, they might I mean, have something. It's gonna on their have hands. to be a bleach situation where it's gonna be deeper than surface level. It has or to be to right? really enjoy it. I think a lot of people don't think very hard or, you know, um, what would you call it? Very critically about the what Bleach is trying to say and what the story really is about. Sure, sure. And that's why they don't quite like think of it as, you know, fighting, duking it out with the other big three. I think this show is going to be something similar where, I mean, hopefully it's not going to be as wild as Terms of Power where he becomes like everything under the fucking sun and i think they've set it up to where that's not really a possibility so that's good yeah right where there's not like multi-race you know stuff going on or you know whatever you want to call it but i think this is going to be a situation where it's going to be related to kind of like losing himself as he gains more fingers that he's eating because i think they've they've kind of already started that and they've showed also like these packs and stuff that he's doing with sakuno Sakuna, whatever the fuck his name is. S U K U N A? Yeah. Sakuno from Twitch. <laughs> no, uh, Sik- whatever the fuck his name is. Sakuna. I actually really hate it. Sakuna nuts. Sakuna nuts. Sakuna nuts. <laughs> no, yeah, Sakuna nuts, uh, the demon king, obviously. But I, you know, I think that that's going to be the interesting part of it. And I think, you know, there's, there's obviously some cool stuff going on with like the fact that the Kyoto school's headmaster wants him dead. Or yeah. that people within this jujutsu, uh, jujutsu, uh, whatever you call it, Tech. organization. Yeah, the, the, the sorcerer or They're world. trying to kill him. Right. You know? But Gojo, who, like, first of all, unbelievably cool character. Fucking love him. He's so fun. He's like, he's he so made str- the first half of this show yeah. bearable, in my yeah. opinion. Him and Sukuna, the little bit of screen time that he has, those two for me, oh, chef's kiss, because he is so happy-go-lucky. But his powers, can we talk about his powers super quick? We're in spoiler territory. I'd love We're to like talk. We're like 50 minutes in. Fuck we yeah, we are. Whatever. Oh, we got, mu- we got the juice to squeeze, baby. We can get a whole episode out of this. That's, I'm happy about it. But he has. <laughs> I mean, what would you expect? I, I don't know. Just to riff for a while? Like, you know, about <laughs> croissant pizza or some shit? I don't know. I don't know what to tell you. I see croissant pizza. I instantly react. I, that's I stopped the episode to look at it, but it <laughs> yeah. was gone. I'm a little bitter. That's all I'm saying. All things. So we're in Spoiler City. If you don't want to be spoiled, please go watch the show. It's beautiful to look at. If you're a shonen head, shonen schmuck just like us, you will have a good time. This is not like a god of high school where the only thing going for it is the animation, and even that could be a little choppy at times. This this will. No matter how critical we're being, 
will be a fun ride. Like, and this was rated on a lot of people's 2020 tops. I've watched a lot of top lists. Because they're absolutely stupid. Jesus, man. I'm sorry. Half the season didn't even come out yet, and they already put it on their tops. People were doing the same shit when 2019 with My Hero Academia. That's what I'm saying. Okay. That's dumb as fuck. That's all I'm saying. You guys, like, think about this shit critically. You haven't seen the good parts yet. This is this is why I was so mad about it. Okay. Why are you, like, saying that this is, like, the best show you've ever fucking seen before you've seen anything <laughs> good yet? So you, you would agree that you can't rate something that high, or at least in with that kind of confidence without seeing all of it, right? I mean, at least watch How a little bit you? of the yeah, fucking show. Yeah, yeah, do it. Um, but the groundwork is here. Let us not be... Pizza. Okay, hold on. We're on quick. Oh! I know, right? Fuck! Nice little layers. layers. Flaky and buttery. <laughs> Flaky and buttery, baby. Mm. I might turn the bass up just for that one when I edit this. Yeah, Flaky yeah. Flaky and buttery. <laughs> okay, so they have, in fact... I, uh, can you at least agree with this statement that I'm about to make? They have laid the groundwork. No. <laughs> Go ahead. You're right. I'm going to shut it down. They have laid the groundwork for something good. Case in points. One, Sukuna has said, I think on more than one occasion, once literally once kind of alluding to, you don't really know what curses are, do you? That to me coupled with the fact that the Kyoto uh, school master wants to kill Yuji because he sees them as nothing but a vessel for a curse, there's going to be this motif of a rethinking of this sorcerer world's perception of what, quote-unquote, a curse is. Reminiscent of the Goatee 13 and the unchaining of their centuries of rigidity with Ichigo's entering into the mix, right? He literally stopped the execution of Rukio because of his own power and the reshaping of the the rules and the laws of the Godi 13. Again, another illusion of Bleach. I think they've set up the groundwork for the Yuji. Goatee 13. Is that You're so Godi? So Godi. Is it <laughs> I, Gotai Goatee? I don't know. Okay. The but I think Godi is a better way of saying it. The Godi 13, baby. Godi is fuck. Godi is fuck, baby. Um. Yeah, they've laid the groundwork for Yuji to be the catalyst for breaking their longstanding traditions of perceiving curses as something to be exercised outright. They're going; he's going to show them by being a sorcerer, an asset to them. I think. To, th- th- I think they've all- clearly set it up to do that. The question for me is like, how is that useful? Because I don't think it's going to be like they already said there was like a one in a million shot that he didn't die from eating this curse object. And yet he ate three. Well, well, once you've eaten one, you can eat the other ones is basically the point. But what I'm sure. trying to get at is like, how applicable is this going to be to changing the way that Jujutsu Kaisen think or Jujutsu Tech thinks, you know? Yeah. And I, I think you're you're absolutely right. This is going to change but how, how they think of things. Right. But what in what specifically, path? I think that guy that um, can touch souls. Oh, yeah. Stitch boy. Stitch. I don't know what the hell his name was. Me. Uh. Michio or Michio or I I don't know yeah Stitchy Boy Supreme Stitchy Boy Supreme I think you know the way that he was introduced in the story as being like this new type of curse basically kind of humanoid of all things right yeah and like the way that you know he was kicking the shit on Nanami he was doing all this stuff but he was like 
you know, he was trying to teach people. I don't know if that's really the case, but he was explaining that you can like physically touch souls and make them change however you want. And the, and the shape of the soul can change the physicality that's wrapping yeah, yeah, that yeah, soul. Yeah. Again, they have alluded there to be deeper meaning to curses and souls. And if you want to go even more surface level than that. Mojito was that guy's name. Mojito, that's it. Okay. So Mojito did introduce another layer to the concept of curse energies in that souls can be manipulated in a way that could be used from a like a translation of direct power, of combat power. Um, the other thing, like I said, surface level, there are 20 fingers. That in and of itself gives a certain level of longevity, right? That gives you, do I think that's your pirate king? Do I think that's your Hokage? No, obviously not, right? Because um, that can't be your end game, right? 20 fingers? No, there has to be more. There has to be more. That's the initial outset of the first huge objective, right? I don't know. I, I really think that might be it. You right? think so? The question is, like, what happens once it eats 20? Hence, hence the question being begged, right? Where do you go from there? If you make that your ceiling, well, I still think that might be the the end goal, the end point, right? Is like, okay, you have the twentieth one, you're gonna you're gonna die or something, you know, like like that. Well, it could be like a defeat Eisen kind of situation, right? Where it really is a huge overarching. There's like a couple arcs that span the overarching objective in Bleak to defeat Eisen. I think, of course, I think that's going to be the, the like end goal. Right. I mean, this is all like completely dumb speculation because people probably already know what happens. They probably the do at least up to the point to a certain point. They but definitely here, know. You guys know what we're thinking it might be. Mm. I I truly think once, if you want my honest face, I thought about this. <laughs> Lie to me. <laughs> I think there is going to be another opposing vessel. They're going to find another finger to the demons. They're going to find an individual that they somehow stumble ac- uh, across. That is going to also be as receptive as Yuji. And then there's going to be a fight for how many fingers they can get into each of these vessels because the demons already consider Yuji this huge asset they're trying to grab and snag, right? Because their two objectives are kill Gojo and get Sukuna's vessel. They don't even call him Yuji. Get Sukuna's vessel on our side. Well, they don't know his name, to be fair. Well, I bet if they did, they'd still call him Sukuna's vessel. Maybe. Whatever. <laughs> well, because they care about Sukuna, they don't care about him. Um, but I think that's definitely interesting. I think that'd be a cool way to turn this. It's kind of a fight to power up each other's vessels and then pit them against each other to get the rest for one side, right? Yeah, and I think I don't want to think this, but I think I, I think I do. Okay. That, that at some point, Gujo is gonna die because that's to. the only way to really like progress the story majorly if they do get stale at some point or plateaued he's the linchpin that is actually this huge guardian figure for the world of the sorcerers against the demons right yeah. so he does have to die at some i point. would have loved if he had just started like shredding through jujutsu tech uh like upper management or whatever you want to call it yeah because he did say at one point to uh one of the underling teachers he's like you know i'm starting to think about maybe just going over there and killing them all he's like yeah, right. I could do it, but you know, I'm not sure if that's what I want to do. Didn't he pop into like one of the higher ups' office and the, and he even said like some one line that was really offensive to that one dude, and he's just like, "No, we're good," and just bounced yeah, out. Yeah, he said that to the um to the president of the Kyoto school. That's it. Yeah, he the showed up, and he was just like fucking with him to his face, which was great. And he couldn't do dick about right. it. Right, it was great. It was so cheeky. I was so in for that. That's so that is like an absolute shining. Uh, 
whatever you would call it, a shining ray of light for this show is I think they do personal interactions pretty well. They're great. They're really, really enjoyable to watch. And specifically this like this big kind of omnibus uh, like fight between what's what should be done with Sakuna's vessel. I think that's been done very well so far. Yes. Some think to kill it and suppress it. Some think to bargain with him and try to get him to make a contract with Sukuna by kind of squeezing him in a really tight situation. Others like, you know, it's already happened. Oops, too bad. Yeah, right. <laughs> and others like in uh, Jujutsu Tech basically say, OK, if we can't beat him, let's have him join us and train him up to be an asset for us. So there's like you're right. There's this interplay of what to do with such a powerful like in the future. Him being a fully fledged vessel of Sukuna could be a real fucking danger. So might as well train him up now. I like Jujutsu Tech's take on it, um, obviously, because they did it right, in my opinion. Like, let's use him for good, obviously. And he kind of is slapping, as we're seeing in, honestly, what redeemed it for me and probably for you, this Kyoto group battle thing. Yeah. Total save. Love this shit. In for it. Yeah, it's great. And I think it's cool to see the other people in Tokyo's Jujutsu Kaisen or Jujutsu Tech School get, like, their their time in the sun as well. I mean, so far... Every single one of them has been a beast, except for, you know, the girl got her shit rocked, but she got her shit rocked. She yeah. got kind of cheated, to be fair. A little bit, yep. yep. I mean, like a little two on one action, whatever. She was about to win. Hot. Um, hot. And, uh, <laughs> well, <laughs> yeah, a little bit. <laughs> yeah, it's kind of hot. It's kind of right. hot. <laughs> no, uh, you know, I don't know. I think the show has a lot that, it, a lot of directions it could go. I do question. Like, do you need to get all 20 fingers together to resurrect Sakuno? Because if that's the case, then killing him after eating three fingers is actually the correct move. Sure. But I'm curious what the higher-ups of Jujutsu Tech are scheming. Because the plan originally was to kill him after one finger. Well, that, that's was, what I'm that was the plan, right? But the fact... I think that's a cool mystery to be left. Right. And the fact that, you know, they haven't found a receptive vessel in forever is kind of this play on, I would say, the trope that Naruto set where killing a Jinchuriki was always a viable option because there are not a bountiful, but definitely always a handful of viable candidates, right? To take on the uh, being the vessel of a tailed beast, right? The fact, hell, the Uzumaki were an entire family that were basically suited for it, and we know they exist in real world with Nagato. So we know in Naruto, there's always kind of this backup, right? If you want to basically take away a village's military power, kill the Jinchuriki and deal with it later. Cool. Well, I mean, the last three uh, Kurama hosts were all Uzumakis. There it is. Exactly. Miso, then Kushina. Yep. And then Naruto. And then you have Jujutsu Kaisen, who kind of flipped that on its head. Like, we don't know when the fuck we're ever going to get another one of these people that is so attuned to handling Sukuna's fingers, his curse, all things considered. So killing him is not an option um, for some, but for others, it's the only option. It's the right option, as you said. It's yeah. probably the right move, right? I liked um, the my favorite part, I think, of this this season so far um not including the kyoto battle which i think is really elevating and saving like you said the show i think the coolest part for me was the, the mojito or whatever his name is like physically touched souls 
I love that. Yeah. And his innate domain touches your, like whoever's in the domain, like to the auto touch, touches their like soul. Mm -hmm. And earlier in that fight, Sakuno had said, don't ever fucking come back in here again, or I'm going to like rock your shit. And, and he, without realizing it, when he put the innate domain out while Yuji was there, touched Sakuno directly. He busted in and he's like, Sakuno's like, I I told you, mother. Fucking yeah. told you. Slap. Yep. Done. Just knocks the shit out of Actual this guy. Actual clap back. Like, and, and so I'm thinking that's going to be a pretty common like through line through the rest of the show is they're going to use like Sukuna's pretty much like bad demeanor toward other curses for for lack of a better phrasing. I think that is the phrasing. Um, right. Yeah, that's right. To their advantage by just like having him like be accidentally basically bumped into and then just be like, all right, fuck him up. You know, yeah, right. Controlled exposure. Yes. Not letting Yuji let him out all the time, but you know, with, with enemies that can kind of peer inward under the, under the outer layer, they look inside like, Oh, never mind. I'm going <laughs> to, oops, I want to put that one back. And he's like, Nope, you fucking thought smack. You already smack, opened smack, the smack. door. Yep. You already opened the door. Now the you're having, this looks back. Bitch. Come inside, have some fucking tea. Hmm? <laughs> Coming to my domain trample on my you didn't even take your shoes off you dick yeah <laughs> but yeah okay so you track the mud in you son bitch <laughs> some bitch dare we try to give the first half or just what we've seen so far a 100 curses out of 100 like what 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 would you put this at now we will revisit this obviously but just from the outset what do we got i think this has probably been like a 83 really i was gonna say 75 that's interesting how so so i i i think it was kind of what i said about the thing i noticed is i'm playing trope so quick right they are in a rush to be with the big boys i think they're a little bit too rushed right now to be with the big boys right it put them in a situation like i said they're in a narrative corner they either have to innovate or they will die they will become another blase that's animated beautifully and known only for you want a good fight anime go watch this one it's a little better than god of high school if they fuck this up i think they played every fucking trope so quick they need to innovate and i think they are in a couple areas the power system creativity is there the longevity is there the characters are there outside of our main character and you know what did you rate god of high school do you remember uh I really hope I rated it lower than a 75. <laughs> That's kind of what I'm getting at is I don't think that that I'm pretty sure it was closer to 80. Okay. Just in case I'll give it a 78, but okay. no higher than 78. Well, I'm me. just thinking like, I think this did a better job than God of high school because God of high school was paced too fast, like way too fast. Uh huh. And this was too slow in the beginning, but has ramped up speed toward like an actually informative story so far. Okay. So, so like I could do like first half, second half so far kind of rating and it would be probably closer to what you have in the first half, probably like a low 70. Sure. But then this, I've like what I, what I'm seeing right now, I'm very, very into. Okay. And so that's where I'm like, I've edged closer to the higher eighties. You know what I mean? But I, I, you know what I mean? Like, I don't think this is, this isn't a masterpiece through season one. And I don't think anyone that's saying that deserves yeah. to have a platform. So for me, platform, no, no, <laughs> platform, the guy of high school I'm supporters. I'm kidding, I'm kidding, I'm kidding. So what I'll say is 
first half is whatever score I gave God of High School plus two. Okay. <laughs> Second piece of this will, would elevate it up into the 80s, I think. I'm seeing what I need to see in, the, in this little bit of the second half. Overall, I'm going to give it whatever I gave God of High School plus four. What can I say? I'm an optimist. I'm, I'm, a, I'm an optimist, but I also forget my rankings. So I'm an optimist go- prime. You're an Optimus Prime. I'm a Negatron. I'm a negative boy. I love that. I'm a negative boy. I love that. (laughs) I'm just negative over here. But I know. I think even even with that score, we're still much higher than most people rate anime. I I think most people's like median score is like low 60s. That's the thing, right? I reserve anything under a 40 for worst of weaves. And 40 to like 60 are just like meh. Meh, real trash. Like they're trash by any right, but at least I have a through line. It felt like it work went into it and everything like that. If it's above seventy, we're getting somewhere. We got something. So, like I said, I think I'm gonna be honest. I think the end scene deserves at least the ad. Oh, season the first half of season one's ed of eds I've seen is like an eighty nine ninety. I mean, I, I don't, fucking I, I love don't even, it. I can't even recognize a song. I'm saying like the visual no, was cool. No, no. Okay, I'm not gonna go for it, but it's all right. Um, <laughs> I think the like actual video for the ED of the second half is like unfucking believable. It's pretty dope. Yeah, I think like, the first Yuji, one's better. Like taking his fucking vlog. Yeah, it, that's it is cool with the whole like the the I phone mean, aspect. Yeah, it's like, ugh. I think I still think the first one's better with like it felt hand drawn, painted, and it felt so stylized and like all the. It was so it was so good. It's such and the song's such a fucking bop. Well, I don't know. I think the second one's interesting because it's like emotional, right? Because he had died essentially at one point. Yeah, and he so kind like, of is categorized like just yeah. I mean, his he, presence known. Yeah, I mean, he was done, done, and so it was cool that he was like trill, really like trying to take advantage of his time with his friends. Yeah, I, I like mean, that. Is that all bullshit? Maybe, but I liked it. I liked it too. So I'm an optimist prime. I'm a negatron over here. So. <laughs> But I won't be for long if Jujutsu Kaisen can fucking land it. They have to innovate or die. They have no choice but to nut up or shut up. And I'm hoping for it. I'm looking for it. Yeah. All things considered. But, you know, I think we're over an hour. Thanks, you for coming to class. Talking about Jujutsu Kaisen as it is right now. If you want to listen with your earballs and your eyeballs. Hi, YouTube gang. I promise I'll do it this week. Our audio last week wasn't great, so I'm kind of timid to put that on YouTube. But all that can eh, fuck it. Should I just do it? I'll just Of course. Okay, fine. 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 Nobody cares except for you. <laughs> I'm sorry. I feel a perfectionist to myself. Yeah. But, but this one will definitely be on that's there. That's a problem. <laughs> too bad. I'll never I'll never work on it. I will. I promise. But if you want to listen with just your earballs with the highest fidelity audio possible, go to Apple Podcasts, Spotify, and everything in between everywhere you get your podcast fixed. Give us a five star on Apple or a written review. Please, actually both. I don't know why I used or. Do them both while you're there. Might as well. Um, Helps us pop up on other people's recommended so they get all the anime goodness. Hit us up on Instagram at webology.podcast. We got memes and memes on news and sometimes giveaways. We got shit for no memes lately, but too bad. We'll post them when we do because our lives are fucking insane yeah, right now look, y'all yeah literally <laughs> look, insane look, right look, now look, but look. the me but we have a backlog of memes that will i don't know maybe post if you're good little students <laughs> i'm if, trying okay i was condescending but at the same time whatever we've well, got a lot going on all right our, t- our time is like a hundred percent you know 
uh, whatever you call it, like allotted. Yeah, we are other shit. allotted at the yeah, moment. I am over encumbered with shit to do with my time. It's like a video game. I've got 170 pounds in my. In- I'm my over encumbered. I can't run from enemies. I can't fast travel. I can't meme. Fuck. <laughs> Fuck. But at least you can hit us up on Twitter at WeBallowGP. We post there less than we do Instagram. Of and course. that's not saying much. But if you want to give us a show we should watch to be in our viewer suggested list, just say hi. Give us a little love or, I mean, a little bit of hate. Even if you do, I'm here for it. We're transparent boys. If I mean, we'll to talk to you about we'll it. We'll talk to you about it. Hit us up on email. WeBallowGPodcast at gmail.com. Uh, just for that old school email vibes to get right into our inbox. If you want to give us some monetary love, only if you can, patreon.com slash weepology. One dollar and up gets you into our Discord with all of our past guests, and that number is rising steadily with every week. Uh, Three dollars and up gets you into our side content, the syllabus sidebar, our lo-fi, high vibes, sometimes anime, sometimes not, podcast, ep- kind of thing i'm gonna call it a podcast now it's yeah like, i mean it's a patreon podcast at this point we have our long, own we got long eps over there and we've got like a lot of them at we this have point. our own segments that go on over there yeah I work mean, court but shit going at work on maybe next time we'll do the price is wrong <laughs> bitch or we'll basically we'll take uh weird esoteric most expensive how much does this shit cost and we try to guess yeah and usually the price is wrong but I would say almost 100% of the time. Ethan's got a pretty good handle on it. You, you've gotten pretty close. If I not buy on the money. shit, so that helps. <laughs> Honestly, that is true. But I just wanted to say also, go check out our guest appearance over on our Friendos podcast, yes. Lords of Dorktown. Mm-hmm. We recently did a Fire Force season one and two kind of wrap up with him over there, which we haven't done on this show uh, of season two. So... If you wanted to go check that out and get all of our thoughts, our uh, thoughts kind of beamed into your brain, check them out anywhere that you can get podcasts. Yeah, they that's a they're really good podcasts over there. They also have an end segment. I think it's like moldy cheese or something like yeah. that, where we watch these very weird uh, cartoons from uh, our early days of life, literally when we were children. The one we reviewed were uh, was it Little Elvis and the Truck Stoppers. Yeah. <laughs> Elvis Jones and the Truff Stoppers. Man, that shit was wild. It was an Australian made cartoon from the 90s, and it was the most celebrated, not celebrated, most talked about yeah. cartoon from that era. All the people know it. If you want to find out why, despite it being an actual dumpster fire, <laughs> go check out Lords of Dorktown. Came out. So, there uh, you go. If, um, if that's everything, I think that's it yeah if it's if it's not whatever yeah i know until we find out what to talk about next week because we're still kind of foggy on that <laughs> i'm ricky and i'm ethan and this has been webology they'll find out next week <laughs> <laughs>